So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. My next guest, because she's on the phone and I believe it's West Coast time, over the course of the past year, has undergone a series of major transitions. She departed ESPN after nearly 12 years and now is a senior staff writer at The Atlantic, started large, large freeway media, and got engaged to the love of her life. We got to talk about that because I saw the pictures on social media because I follow her, you know. And please welcome to Money Making Conversation Emmy Award-winning journalist and a huge social media influencer, Jamil Hill. <laughs> what a introduction! Thanks for having me. Well, when I'm a fan, you do that when you're a fan, and then you know, I like to say everybody not getting on Rashawn McDonald. So I go on Tuesday, I sit down. Can I get Jamil Hill? I've been a fan of yours for a long time. You mean you don't know that? You know, you don't. Know no, that. I did not know that. But that that definitely is very humbling. So I really appreciate it. So thank you. Because you're talented, you have a point of view, and that's what that's what inspires my relationship with you. Because of the fact from a from afar, because uh, this is the first time we have spoken, and what drives that point of view to say you have an opinion and you want to let other people uh, understand where you stand? Is that important to you? Well, it is important. Um, of course, some of this depends on what it is you plan to say, and I think it's something that just evolves over time. I don't think as soon as you come out the womb, you automatically have an opinion. Your opinion is gained through life experience through um, adversity, um, challenges, um, and even successes. And so that's kind of where my opinion has always uh, kind of come to fruition. And I think it, you know, a lot of it is determined based off how you've lived and where you come. I mean, I'm from the city of Detroit. It's a very gritty, tough city. And so I think a lot of the toughness and the grit and uh, the determination that I have has been formed based off where I grew up and how I grew up. And so all of that informs my perspective, and I think it's important to share it just because there are other people who come from backgrounds that they can relate to, um, you know, when they look at yours. And so sometimes when you come from a certain background, you feel as if you shouldn't be heard or don't deserve to be heard. And so I'd like to think um, some example that, you know, everybody deserves to be heard, that it's only – it's not a certain type of person who has a certain – comes from a certain place, like those are the only people who are uh, to have an opinion and, and make their mark in this world. Yeah, because uh, to be able the ability to be able to write, to be able to articulate, and being a female in a male-dominated business. Now, being the ESPN for 12 years, I mean, you had to start in, a, in an environment that male-dominated, even, even male-dominated today. 
So what is it important that you find your voice? That was in sports. Now you're finding your voice, and I feel, in a much more universal platform because you talk about politics, you talk about fashion, you talk about entertainment, you talk about sports, even though you cut your teeth on that. What is, what is the voice you're trying to, uh, I guess, articulate on a daily basis on your podcast? Well, I, one thing I'm really grateful about is when I got to ESPN in November of 2006, it was after I had already been a sports journalist for almost a decade. So I came in there with a strong sense of who I was, um, the type of content I wanted to produce and what I was about. Right. And so I went there kind of at the, at the perfect age. And once I was there, I was able to take all the things that I learned and, um, you know, learn the value of how to distribute that content on different platforms. You know, I came in to ESPN as just a print newspaper reporter. And when I left, my skill set was just so much different because even though, you know, what I was saying and who I was, that hadn't really changed. But by the time I left, I had, you know, been a sports center anchor. Um, I'd had a podcast already, um, had done digital stuff, you know, doing daily television, been a writer on a, on a digital platform. So I took all of that once I left. Now um, I'm in a new iteration in my career. And so that's why I'm able to use my content in different ways. I'm a writer for the Atlantic, a publication that I've always loved and uh, had read for many years before I started writing for him, doing the podcast on Spotify. I've already had a podcast at ESPN, so I'm bringing that experience there. And like the, uh, would have, you know, I, I had an idea and a sense of the type of podcast I wanted to do going into it. And so um, a lot of it is just uh, me kind of developing into a utility, you know, player to use a sports term. And uh, I tell young people all the time, the method in which we deliver things will always change. The technology is always going to change. But that's why you have to have a foundation of understanding what your core skills are. If you want to be a, a journalist, you have to, number one, be curious. And two, you have to know how to report. Those two things will not change. It doesn't matter if you're getting your message out um, you know, via, bull, uh, via bullhorn or if you're doing it on a platform like you have. So uh, it just is a matter of, to me, adaptation. And so now uh, with my podcast, what I wanted to do is just sit down uh, with interesting people, um, people who have something to say, compelling people. And I always, I always say to people that, like, everybody who's on my podcast are not people that I have to necessarily agree with. To some of <laughs> you, I think that's what makes it interesting. Right. Um, they just have to have something to say. And um, my only rule that I ever have for it is that I don't capitulate to stupid. So um, there's one thing to have a different opinion. There's a one thing and then another thing to have a stupid, uninformed opinion. So uh, I wanted to sit down with interesting people, hear what they have to say, get their backstory and figure out what made them them. Well, that's interesting because um, when I, when I hear you and when I watched you on ESPN, I always got the, the, feeling that you was creative. You know, you was, you was a creative person, especially when I used to watch the promos when you were in, uh, Michael Hope were hosting sports, and they were very uh, entertainment. They were very uh, organic to your personality. So now when I look at the, you know, the, the, the Atlantic, mag Atlantic magazine that you're now covering, it covers politics, culture, technology, health, and more, and podcasts, videos, and that's a lot. And I think that you, you, you're, you're falling, you're, you're in an area now in your personality, in your career where, Guess what? All the tentacles can start being tapped. Is that correct? 
Yeah, when I when I was thinking about what I wanted to my career to look like post ESPN, I knew I wanted to do different things, but I also knew that I wanted it to work in a, in a certain synergy. So uh, the Atlantic, like writing, is very important to me, and I don't think people really realize that until after I left ESPN. Mm-hmm. Me me going into broadcasting was a pure accident. It wasn't something I decided to do. Talk to us, um, talk to us about that. Talk about being a pure yeah. accident. Uh, so this is the great thing about working at ESPN um, is that they have so many different, you know, platforms. And uh, what happens is once you sort of show the ability to, uh, you know, kind of have an opinion and to put it out there in a thoughtful way, that's what makes television producers attracted to putting you on TV. So I was writing and the producer sees that I have an opinion about a particular issue. They want to discuss on their show. So they put me on their show. I happened to be natural when it came to television. A lot of the reason I was natural about it is because I didn't really care about it. So I didn't go on there (laughs) trying to be some fake version of somebody else on TV. I went in there being myself because that's the only thing that I knew how to do. I didn't know any better. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm not that good of an actor to act like someone else on television. Mm -hmm. So um, given my comfort level, um, it it started to really, it, it worked for me. And one show called and another show called and I was two years in to ESPN and half my job was television and that wasn't the way it was supposed to be. Again, I was hired to be a sports columnist for ESPN.com. That was the original job. And so the TV stuff started to pop off. And I'm very honest about this and I don't mind saying it. I don't feel guilty about it. Um, I chose television, eventually dropped the writing and chose television because of the money. And the thing is in, in TV, there, you know, when I saw that Matt Lauer, was making $25 million a year, and I think he had Fridays <laughs> off. Well, that'll change your mind about television. So, well, that's um, awesome. you know, the right, a writer is only going to get paid so much. What you right. can make in TV, and you know this because of your background, Absolutely. what you can make in TV is, is infinite. It's the beast so, now. But we're going to hold that thought. We're going to come back with more. I want to talk about, uh, you know, this uh, top five MCs that uh, I heard about. I want to find out if we're on the same page here. Jamil Hill, one of my favorite people. In the, in the media, period. Money Making Conversation, Rashawn McDonald. Hey, Jamil, this is Rashawn McDonald. How you doing? Good. Did I mention the name of your podcast? You know, you got, I got, you know, my program director is your classmate over here. Yep. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, the name of the podcast is Jamel Hill is Unbothered. That's right. He said, you ain't said it, Rashawn. I go, okay, let me make sure I get that out front. You know, mm-hmm. you know when you have classmates over here pushing you, you know, don't let me just work my show in the flow I want to work it. <laughs> you know, I got a producer. You know about them producers. They be sitting on the side like in your ear on TV. She know about that. Be talking. You, you about to say something in your ear. Say it now. Say it now. <laughs> Look, get, stay off my boy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Her boy's Adele Henderson. Michigan State grad, you know, up there. That's right. Last few years, y'all been frustrating that basketball tournament, that's for sure. Almost there. Almost there. Almost. I know. I know. <laughs> now, let's talk about, now, they were, now, again, my program director, Adele Henderson, was talking about five MCs, top five MCs. Now, what was that all? What was he talking about? See, can you, can you, can you educate my audience? Does everybody know your real range of conversations, not just tied to sports? Come on, Miss No, Hill. it's and I, I want people to understand um, that my podcast on Spotify, which is called Jamel Hill, is unbothered. By the way, you can download, subscribe for free. <laughs> it's important people know that. Um, is that you know uh, one of the sort of questions I, I like to ask, especially because lately I've had a lot of MCs on. I had Talib Kweli, Ice Cube. I've had Black Thought and Common, 
and I like to hear who their fives are. Right. And it's funny because they're, they've all corrected me and say, you mean my favorites, right? And I was like, okay, I'll let you answer your favorites. There you go. So you, mm-hmm. They're very, yeah, they're very um, specific about it. There so you go. We've had an ongoing rolling conversation about top five MCs. And what's so interesting is when you ask actual MCs their top five, they're so much different than what most of the public will say. Like most of the public will say, you know, Biggie or Pop, yeah, the famous Jay Z. A lot of them, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of them have Jay Z in their top five. But then they go super specific, and they'll say, "What's amazing is of all the rappers I named, I'm think four of the five that I had on there put Big Daddy Kane in their top five. And you never hear that in the general public. But in terms of respect for his lyrics, his flow. So many MCs love Big Daddy, Big Daddy Kane mm-hmm. and Cool G Rap, and they're just they're just different kind of names. I mean, so another name that came up, I think it was Common that may have said it, or it was either Common or Black Thought was Andre Three Thousand, and I told them I could not. I love Three Sacks, Outkast. <laughs> you know, the roots of my favorite hip hop group of mm. all time. Right, Outkast is one A, NWA number two. I could not put. Andre Three Stacks in my top five because he got to have a, so- a solo album. Look, I know a lot of people are going to say, but what about Love Below? I get it. No, I need Three Stacks to have a <laughs> full-on, his own solo project before he is in his it. top five because the other artists have had to do it. Right. And the thing about Three Stacks, he's cheating, man. He is cheating because he will come in on a feature and just drop a, a hydrogen bomb on the track and then he's out <laughs> just one verse and then he's gone and it's like no man i need a whole album of that before that i can right. put you in the top five see this is the this is why i follow her this is why i follow she don't even know i'm following because her personality is so cool and this is the part that i want to make sure come out in my interview with her is that she's so she's so fun she's so much she's one of the people like you know people look at me they look at my face sometimes they go are you having a good time i go what's wrong well you don't look like you're having a good time <laughs> But the, the amazing thing about when you when you talk to a person like Jamil Hill and you look at the brand that she's developing and the career that she's had, it really really allows you to be. It's a unique situation. So who 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 or what is your top five? Let's go and go to the heart of this conversation. I don't really care what <laughs> Common said. I don't care what anybody said. Who is your top five? So we can get this all. We're gonna put this on my social media. Jamil okay, Hill, so top do, five MC. I do want people to what do you think? Though, that you're, no, 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 you put, you, Now you're putting like little, little, little uh, what? Little, 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 uh, what? Sand Qualifiers. Qualifiers. There you go. See, she's a writer. Yeah, okay. All I know, I just All had right. to wait. She's going to throw the word out for me. She could be a game show. <laughs> up, up, up. Qualify. Yes. Thank you, Jamil. All right. <laughs> so my top five, and I emphasize my not yours, so because people, when you say a top five, they'll be like, what about such and such? If it was about such and such, such and such would be in it. This is right. my top five. Right, okay? right, 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 right. <laughs> it's Nas, uh, Nas. Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Ice Cube, Ice Cube. Biggie, Biggie, and Black Thought. Okay, so so Tupac ain't nowhere. No, he's not. See, Tupac ain't yes, nowhere. Didn't, didn't, I, didn't I just Tup- say that? I was Tupac, like, if I wanted Tupac to Tupac, be in there, he'd be in Tup- there, wouldn't Tupac he? Tupac ain't nowhere. <laughs> Party, politics, sex, Tupac ain't nowhere. See, see, that's how you that's how you get in the fights on the corner. Really. Hey, they can at me, debate me, whatever. I, look, if we if you ask me top ten, Tupac would be oh, in my top oh, ten. Oh, that's she insulting me. <laughs> but see, it's her show, though. I'm bothered. On Spotify, Jamil Hill. 
I'm bothered on Spotify. By Spotify, that's her show. So you call her, get that point of view. But she allows us to have a personality. Now, there's a couple of guests on this show that uh, that when I saw the list, I went Cat Williams, and then I saw Stacey Abrams. That's an extreme. Stacey Abrams is a uh, African American woman who won, ran for almost became the next governor, but lost to Brian Kemp in his last uh, uh, gubernatorial election. Okay, so how do you how how do you have a conversation between Cat Williams and then have another conversation with Stacey Abrams? Well, as I said, you know the number one thing you have to do is 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 be interesting. That's the that's what attracts me to having certain people on and. This is part of my 21 years of experience as a journalist. I've interviewed all manner of people. I know mostly uh, I've been primarily in sports, but I've interviewed all manner of athletes, from high school athletes um, to LeBron James to a, a number of different people, all with different stories from different backgrounds, a different collage of people. And it's no different when you step outside of sports. Obviously, Stacey Abrams, she's the first black woman uh, to be to be the demo, uh, to be a nominee uh, for governor to win her party's nominee for governor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a lot of people who follow the news know that there was a lot of voter suppression going on in Georgia, a lot of mur- murky circumstances around her loss, mm-hmm. and um, she has a, a testimony. And you want to find out that somebody who suffers that kind of setback, how do they go on from right. there? And with her career and life was like. And the interesting thing about her, and maybe some people didn't know this, is that she's actually written, I think, uh, six um, kind of romance novels. So she's a novelist, and she writes under a pseudonym, and I thought that was, you know, very interesting. And Cat Williams, he's got a lot of layers to him, and that's one of the most interesting people that I've ever talked to. Uh, you know, he left home when he was 13, right. and he, he left because he just wanted to leave. And as he told me on my podcast, he saw that Jesus said he was a man at 33, and so he thought he was a man that could leave. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's just uh, these people who I think have very interesting stories um, that haven't maybe been put out there in the way that, that I, you know, have been able to put them out there, um, especially because a podcast, the great thing about it, and you know this, you know, with your show here, it's an intimate environment. Right. And you're talking to one person, and it's just you two, and I think that allows people to really, you know, really open up. I have one dropping today with uh, Martellus Bennett, um, the former NFL player, former um, Super Bowl champion. Right. And Martellus Bennett is, he is crazy, but he's crazy smart. He's a genius. I mean, he's got a great book out directed at young black boys mm-hmm. um, who need to hear that they can be something other than entertainers and athletes. And so he just fits the profile of the type of person that I think people would really enjoy hearing from. Awesome. I'm speaking to uh, Jamil Hill. She has a new Spotify podcast called Jamil Hill is Unbothered, which drops new episodes every Monday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, it's amazing. She has two, you have two co-hosts on the show, right? I do. Um, uh, in fact, uh, as soon as we get off the phone, I'm going to um, get ready and go in, and we're going to tape a, a podcast that will air next week. Uh, Michael Arsenault and Cole Wiley, and for sports fans, Cole Wiley's father, Ralph Wiley, who was definitely a big influence on my career. He's the first black person I saw on the Sports Reporters. Right. And Michael right. Arsenault, who's a New York Times bestselling author who has a great book out called I Can't Date Jesus. 
Well, my 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 my, my friend. I'm gonna call you my friend because I've been following you and everything. And I know you. I know you've been engaged. I saw your picture. I was happy for you. You know, you have a balanced life now. But more importantly, see me. Uh, I'm I'm a, I, I'm tell you. I got to do the top five on my social media. I'm a, I'm gonna share okay. it with her. Okay, and let let the world know. Then I'm gonna do Rashawn's top five. That's what we're going to do. Okay. You I'm go. prepared to defend my top five, so oh, I feel oh, good about it. Oh, okay. See, I love her. That's why I, that's why I love her. She, she, she one of the people, man, you can duke it out, you know, verbally in a, in a, in a public place, and she go, whatever. Whatever, dude. I ain't scared of you. You know, I love her. I love her. Again, she's amazing. Um, I got her on my show for the first time. Hope she comes back. Uh, an amazing podcast. Jamil Hill is unbothered on uh, Spotify. Uh, it's a Spotify podcast. Uh, she drops new episodes every Monday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Thank you for coming on my show. I really appreciate you and know that I have mad love for you, okay? All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. And give Michigan State some love. <laughs> <laughs> Keep winning, y'all. Keep winning. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.